Welcome to Coffee Time Conversations on art, faith, life, and of course, coffee. We are your hosts, Robert and Rebecca Prince. We're so glad you joined us again today as we continue our talk on the Art House Dallas series, Origin, which is part of their Spiritual Formation series. But there's a few things that's happened, um, and that is us celebrating our 25th anniversary. Woo-hoo. Man, who would have thunk it? Who would have? It's <laughs> kind of crazy. If you don't know our story, many of you probably don't, you can actually go back to, I think it's episode four. Uh, it's called Life. We talked to you about how we met, actually, and our origin story, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tells you all the gritty details. Yeah. And it is a, a surprise. We never dated. And if you want to know more, you'll have to go listen to that episode. Yes. <laughs> but we celebrated 25 years on Monday, and we kind of celebrated the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, at least in our mind we did. Right. We didn't do what most people would call celebrating, but... Um, we did our, our style of celebration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just, we don't really buy each other gifts much. Not, not unless there's like a specific thing we know somebody one of us wants right, or yeah. needs or really yeah. is um, just a, the perfect gift. Like occasionally we run across something that's like, oh, that's perfect. Got to get this for you. Or you have yeah. to say you have to get it for me. Right. But right. we just, you know, the first part of our marriage, we did small gifts or we did real thoughtful gifts, even if we have to make them or things like that. Yeah. And we did that really out of necessity from a financial standpoint lots of times. We didn't have any money. Right. Um, <laughs> and so that continued uh, to kind of set the tone for the rest of our marriage, I think, because we knew we didn't need those things for us to feel celebrated. Right. 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 It was it was more about intentionality, but not yeah. necessarily the item. Yeah. Um, and as, as we did become more secure in our finances and have more money and stuff, we've, we just have a different outlook on life now. Yeah. There's so few things that we feel like we actually need. Right. We try to be very intentional with our purchases. We don't just buy physical items or things to, to have them. Right. Um, everything has to have a purpose and a reason. And um, we try to be very intentional about that. Yeah. And so... Um, we are trying to get better about spending money on experiences. <laughs> right. We talk a good game <laughs> when it comes to experiences. We say we like to go on trips and do these things. We want to go on a river cruise in Europe. Um, but ultimately, that takes money. The money, we have it. But we don't like to spend it. <laughs> and so um, we we really fell short when it came to planning for this 25-year celebration. As far as a big trip, yeah. We didn't plan ahead, and then we were like, well, what are we going to do? And we felt like 25 years, we needed to do something. (laughs) So we did, we we made it seem, and we'll tell you in just a moment, uh, like we celebrated for four days. We did. Um, And we did, uh, in our attitude, we did. We had a celebratory attitude all weekend, you and I did. So, but we started the day off on Friday we went to um, Fort Worth. There um, were a couple of art shows we wanted to see. Yeah. Um, which we had actually been talking about for a month or so. We had. Um, and one of them was closing very shortly. Yeah. And we had to go see it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, we still have plenty of time. But we were like, well, let's just do it. Let's um, make the trip. Let's eat a meal um, yeah. at somewhere we'd been wanting to try in Fort Worth. Yeah. So we had a meal. 
and we went to see um, it's an African art show at like, the Kimball. Right. Um, Special exhibit. And then a friend of mine, Mihi Nam, uh, had a solo show at Art Space 111. And yeah, so we cool. went, we wanted to go and that see. That was a nice space, a nice event space also. Yeah, we've never been to Art Space 111. I've actually uh, entered some artwork to try to get into a show there yeah. uh, previously. Um, I think it was pre-COVID. But um, yeah, but anyways... Yeah, so I, we've just never actually gone. Yeah, all around it was a good day. And then Saturday, first thing, we went to Fan and Tree Farm up in Frisco. And yes. we're looking, that was our big That was what we decided to- For our anniversary. Do to celebrate, was yeah. to buy a tree. We had to cut down one of our favorite trees in the front yard. And it was about, it was about 60 years old. Yeah. And we found out in year-wise and size-wise, that is about a sixty dollars to an $80,000 tree if they were to plant that. Yeah. Which is hard to think about that because it right. only cost us $1,100 to take down. Well, and it's, it was it very sad. A, it's been a big loss, though. Um, it, was, it was a pretty tree. Yeah. It was really pretty. Um, Shumard Red Oak is what it was. It um, gave us lots of shade, which yes. in Texas yeah. is very important. <laughs> and I've been talking about us replacing that for a Ever since that happened, or probably even before that happened. And I was not on board. But I finally convinced you and wore you down, and so well, we went tree shopping. And I love tree. I really do love trees. Right. So when you said, let's do it for our 25th, I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's yeah. just do that. So that was our big big purchase for our 25th anniversary. We bought a tree. So we're, we are excited about that. And that is kind of a legacy tree. You know, I mean, we love our house. We love where we are. Here in Irving, and so we may stay forever, or we may move in a year. You never know. But either way, <laughs> the tree will stay around. I am not moving in a year. <laughs> Pretty sure I haven't agreed to that. Uh-huh, right. Well, we also <laughs> ate at our favorite restaurant, which was not really celebratory, but one of our favorite restaurants, Torchy's Tacos. Yes. We, we love like- Torchy's Tacos, and that was an experience in and of itself that we will not talk about, because I decided to download the app. And I got, if we I, are not talking about it, <laughs> I said that, but we are talking about it, but they lure you in using the app because they say, Hey, use the app between these dates to place your order and get a free taco in July. So what did I do? I did that. And it took me 25 minutes to put the order in and download and do everything I needed to do. And they were supposed to bring it to the table yeah. and they never did. And right. I finally looked at him and I was like, this is taking way longer than yeah. it ever takes because Torchy's is fast. Right. And I was like, maybe you should go check and see. And sure enough, the, it was setting up there waiting to be picked up. It was. <laughs> Even though it said table 103 or 303 or whatever it Whatever was, so. it was. But yeah, but so that was a little frustrating. That was. But, you know. We got extra happen. queso out of it. We did. We had a lot more queso than we would have had if we ate in. If, right. Even so though it, we did eat it in. It, it, all, <laughs> it all worked out. And then Sunday was nothing super special, except that we always eat at our very favorite restaurant, especially very favorite breakfast restaurant, Jam and Toast. I think we've talked about them before. We've talked about them a few times, I'm sure. And I let you get your favorite crepes. Yes. Strawberry Strawberry crepes with mascarpone glaze. And and now you're thinking that maybe it's no longer your favorite. I think you've made me order the Berry Bliss so often <laughs> that now I think that is our favorite. And honestly, it is because, I mean, berries are in season right now, of course, right? also. So the berries, the last three or four months, the berries have been super sweet and very tasty and flavorful. And well, yeah. it, was, it was really funny because we ordered strawberry 
crepes. And it was a waitress that hadn't served oh us before. Yeah. Um, and she put in the order. And everybody there knows us. And, and our order. <laughs> and our order. And the owner came over to us. And she was like, I'm sure she did an amazing job. But can I just double check? You want strawberry? Instant <laughs> <laughs> berry bliss. And we yeah. were like, yeah, we want strawberry. And yeah. so she was like, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. So but, that was our that was our Sunday, but we did enjoy it a little bit better and a little bit longer probably than normal, and so it was a nice day, and really just kept that attitude of celebration uh, even after church and stuff. And then Monday, um, which was our actual anniversary, our actual anniversary, we had a business coaching car, call. <laughs> of course, <laughs> couldn't miss that on Monday. No. Nope. Um, and then we went to Mexican Sugar for lunch, right? Uh, which is here in our kind room. of a fancy Mexican restaurant. It is not kind of. It is a fancy, it's, especially price wise. It's a, it's a fancy restaurant. And well, we had appetizers. Well, and I dessert. Had, <laughs> I had seen these items. We had gone one other time to this restaurant, yeah. and I had seen these items, and I wanted to try them specifically. And it is a little more expensive than most places we go. So at that time, I told you I was like, "Oh, let's come back for our anniversary." Yeah. Um, and you agreed to that, and so. Uh, it just happened that the items I wanted to try were appetizers. Yep. And so we did that. And I don't eat enough to have appetizers and a meal and dessert. Right, like right. It's just too much food for me. And so um, we ate our appetizers and then had dessert. <laughs> right. I mean, we had chips and salsa, of course, because it's a Mexican restaurant. Right. Site, right. So if we hadn't had that, we would have needed more food. But we had chips and salsa, so we could have as much yeah. of that as we wanted. And Maybe you would have needed more food. Maybe, yeah. I was so full when we left. <laughs> I, they gave us, so we got um, churros. For and dessert. We've had them once before, the other time we were there, and they are the most delicious churros you'll they ever They are eat. so good, and they come with little dipping sauces, and they're just little, like, two bite size. Yeah. Um, little pieces, but I think they gave us extra this time. Yeah, it felt like there was probably 25 or 30 pieces there. Oh, there were so many, and I... I mean, they, they were knew, delicious. That was our anniversary. I was not complaining. Maybe they gave us 25 pieces. There you go. One Maybe. for each anniversary. <laughs> but um, we did tell them it was our 25. Right. So, but it was it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. We ate a lot of food and we, um, then we came home and watched yeah, a movie. Yeah. We just watched a movie and had some, had some popcorn or puffcorn, I should say. Puffcorn. Just celebrated at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good weekend. One other thing we did for the weekend was get, uh, we went and bought Southern Wedding Cake Coffee from PJ's. You'd yes. been wanting to try that. And so uh, we bought some of that and tried it. So that's our new coffee to talk about is Southern Wedding Cake from PJ's, which it's on its final leg. So if you're really interested, you might be able to still order some, but yeah. otherwise it will be a Out. season. It seemed appropriate though. I'd been wanting to try it. It's a vanilla and almond flavored right. coffee. Yeah. And I'd been wanting to try it, and it seemed appropriate to get it for our anniversary. And all in all, it's a little more flavored than we like. It um, is. It's, it's a lot more flavored than the honey macadamia nut that we love from PJ. It's a lot. It's a lot stronger almondy yeah. flavor. Yeah. Um, which I don't. A little bit of imitation almond. Yeah. Flavor, almost. Um, almonds, a really strong flavor, anyways. Right. I feel like. So we have to. Uh, put it with something else. We yeah. don't have just straight wedding cake coffee. Yeah, so we mix it with some other stuff. Some of the stuff I've roasted and even some Viennese from PG, yeah. PJs and, and stuff like that. And it's really good. Yeah. No, we really like it's it really a lot. So. It smells 
like Amazing. a wedding cake. Yeah. I mean, if it tasted like it smelled, it would be so good. <laughs> um, but it doesn't quite taste the same as it smells. No. Well, I, f- I feel like we have spent way too long talking about our anniversary and coffee. Right. When this episode is supposed to be about origin. Right. And patience. So, yeah, patience. Patience. Yeah. So, so <laughs> she's making you all practice patience <laughs> to get to the actual content of this episode. That's Rebecca's fault. You heard that. <sighs> oh, well, um, well, let's, let's get to it. Let's get to today's content okay. for prayer and prayerfulness. This is from Origin, the Art House Dallas Spiritual Formation Series, which we've talked about quite a bit. Um, and honestly, we just we love the series, and we're experiencing it a little bit different this time than we have in the past. Um, but this this week's reading um, was really cool, and it really talked a lot about when when we talk about prayer. So many of us think about us sitting in our chair praying to God, right? right. Same praying, words, saying words. Um, saying prayers, asking for things, maybe listening for a few answers. Right. But so often when we think about prayer, we're talking about making our our hopes and our desires um, known. Needs, whatever. Needs, praying yeah. for people and loved ones and uh, making those things known to God. Right. And so often that's what we think of when we think of prayer. But um, they they brought up really between prayer and prayerfulness and so that the, really the basic difference is that is that prayerfulness is kind of an attitude of the heart, right? That you can you can be prayerful all day, right? Um, all the time, just by being in an attitude. It's almost like an attitude of of communion with God, yeah. Between our spirit and God's spirit, it just well, kind of happens. He talks about the author talks about wonderment, how having wonderment mm-hmm. um, leads to like um, being in awe and prayerfulness, but like even even questioning and taking in the things around you, the um, work of God and the people of God and nature, whatever, all the things, like yeah. just having a curiosity and a wonder um, of the creation. Yeah. So the article is called Prayer and Prayerfulness by David... Steindlerost? Steindlerost? Um, uh, anyway, uh, that's this particular article, this particular reading, rather. Um, and so one of the things he says here, um, suppose, for example, you are reciting uh, psalms. If all goes well, this may be a truly prayerful experience. But it doesn't always go well. While reciting psalms, you might experience nothing but a struggle against distractions. Half an hour later, you're watering your African violets. Now, suddenly, the prayerfulness that never came during the prayers overwhelms you. You come alive from within. Your heart expands and embraces those velvet leaves, those blossoms looking up to you. The watering and drinking become a give and take, so intimate that you cannot separate your pouring of the water from the roots receiving. The flower is giving of joy from your drinking it in. And in a rush of gratefulness, your heart celebrates this belonging together. So, I really feel like that gives a great example of prayer and prayerfulness. Right. For me, it really opened up because you, you even, before I read this article, you started reading this right after our first session and you brought me in and said, hey, you need to read this, that particular paragraph. Right. Because I think I had just come in from watering and 
or I was getting ready to go water or something like that. And a lot of times it doesn't feel like I'm communing with God. Maybe I should be in prayer. Maybe I should be reading my Bible at that time. And I think I might've even been saying something like that. And then you said, you need to read this paragraph. And I read it and I was like, oh yeah, because I do feel like that lots of times when I'm watering, because I, I let my mind kind of go all the, the conversations that could play out or that might play out in the future that sometimes my mind kind of acts out, if you will, or rehashes because the conversations I've had over the last few days, um, I just kind of let those things go and just are um, setting in the moment um, and enjoying it. Yeah. Enjoying being the caretaker, but also just enjoying being in nature and seeing how God created things. Well, I feel like um, it gives you a chance just to let your thoughts process too sometimes. Yeah, it does do that for sure. Um, I know, I know I have the same, uh, kind of experience when I'm painting, when I'm painting a, mm-hmm. a picture. Um, I mean, sometimes I have to concentrate like this brushstroke or this color, trying to get these things right. But a lot of the times you just kind of get into the flow of it and you're just, you know what you're doing. You just have to do it. You just right. have to put the color down and my brain can, can do something else kind of. Like, I mean, I am paying attention, but I have a the ability to process the feelings and the thoughts and the stuff that's going on in my life yeah. um, in a different way because I, I guess I'm relaxed and not in a hurry. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to really produce. I mean, I, I am. I'm making a painting, well, but right, right. I'm not producing... Um, and having a deadline and trying to get yeah. to the, the finish of what I'm doing. I'm just enjoying the process. Well, and you, you mentioned wonderment a while ago. And in this particular essay, he talks about um, concentration, right? In addition to wonderment and even right. in the context of wonderment. And so, so often we concentrate to the exclusion of wonderment and in Western society, especially and the gospel talks about becoming like children so that we can know and understand and appreciate God. Right. Right. And so uh, one of the things he says here, and I just found this and I want to go ahead and read it because you, since you mentioned wonderment, it ties perfectly in with that concentration. So like when you're painting, you are concentrating to, to some degree, but not to the exclusion of wonderment. Right. And that's, that's kind of part of his point here. And it says, we need to only watch little children in their playpen to realize how perfectly they combine concentration with wonderment. Often they are so concentrated on sucking the ear of a toy rabbit or simply on wiggling their toes that you might have might have a hard time trying to divert their attention to something else. If only our children could grow up without losing their power of recollectedness, which is another word he talks about, but basically their power to keep that wonderment, that awe and concentrate on those things all at the same time. Because he talks about how often adults destroy that gift with, you know, kind of our best intentions. Right. And one of the things that I really wanted to, to speak out, he talks about our education, you know, and how we're educated. Um, and he says, some Native American tribes would say, a well-educated child ought to be able to sit and look when nothing is to be seen, to sit and listen when nothing is to be heard. And so where this attitude prevails, children have a better chance to learn the art of tapping the source of meaning and the art of prayer. He, he actually goes on to say just a little bit later that the child within us stays alive and the child within us never loses 
the talent to look with the eyes of the heart, to combine concentration with wonderment. And so the more we allow the child within us to come into its own, the more we become mature in our prayer life. And so he just, he just really talks about learning to be aware, but not so aware that we exclude everything else. And I think that's where we're at as a society these days. We feel like when we concentrate, we have to be so focused in that we can't be thinking and, and aware of other things. I, I think that's kind of part of what he's trying to get to yeah. is that we're so busy um, that we feel like we have to focus all of our attention on one thing um, to to accomplish it. And, and we just lose all the wonder and joy mm-hmm. that is nearby. Right. Um, whether it's associated with that thing or it's peripheral. Yeah. Th- uh, it's not really the point. It's just that it's there and we're missing it because right. we're single focused on the task at hand. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I really enjoyed from this chapter was thinking, how how does that work practically in my day-to-day life? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I... Think back about watering. He, he has this paragraph where it really made me think about when I water. Mm-hmm. Um, so as adults, he says, but shall, where shall we start? I can only suggest that we start where we are, that we begin with what comes easiest. Why not start by surveying a typical day? What is it that we tend to tackle with spontaneous mindfulness, right? Being mindful of these things so that without an effort, our whole heart is in it. Maybe it's our first cup of coffee in the morning, the way it warms you and wakes you up, or maybe taking the dog for the walk or giving a little child a piggyback ride. But what it is, is that your heart is in it. And so you can find meaning in it, not a meaning you could spell out in words, but meaning in which you can rest. And he says, these are the moments of intense prayerfulness, though we might never have thought of them as prayer. They show us the close connection between praying and playing. These moments when our heart finds ever so briefly, rest in God. There are samples that can give us a taste of what prayer is meant to be. If we could maintain this inner attitude, our whole life would become prayer. Basically, what he's saying there is staying in that prayerful attitude. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it was really eye-opening in that sense because so often we focus on the literal thing, right? right? In this case, the literal prayer, saying a prayer or getting on my knees for 20 minutes praying. And never even shutting up to let God speak to me, the wisdom that I so desperately want and ask for. Right. So, yeah, it was a, it was a really great session. I really enjoyed it. Yes, I did too. We and had some really good conversations with the people in our group. We did, yeah. And I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this next one. It talks about embracing, embracing time, right? And you talk right. about Sabbath. Um, so that will be our, our next session. Yes, it's a good one talk too. About. So, um, well, any last minute thoughts before I read... Uh, before I read the poem? I think that's good. Well, uh, so Maggie Philpot, she's actually a writer that is associated with Art House Dallas also. And she is in, uh, I believe she's one of the writers in the Fort Worth Writers Group. Um, and she has written a poem for this particular session. It's called One Hour. And it's based off of Matthew twenty six forty, where uh, Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and he comes back and the disciples are asleep. And actually, Uh, New Living Translation says, Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? 
And so this poem, poem is kind of based off of that. One Hour by Maggie Philpott. How long it is, knees to the ground, thrumming in my ears, my own breath distracting. I try to pray, but think on obligation, silly nonsense, anxiety small and large. Mostly, I think of me. Could I not keep watch with you one hour? How long you wait while creation groans. How long, too, did it take to serve all that abundance of wine, to distribute all that bread and fish, to wash all those dirty feet? While your waiting is expansive, mine is miserly. I cannot keep watch with you one hour. And what do I miss? What did they miss, Lord? In that hour of crisis for the word made flesh, what did frail human friends miss while they slept? They missed the love of God, poured out in pain. They missed the glimpse of their soul's worth. How much we miss in that one hour. In that one hour, while we all sleep, the story is rewritten. The commitment to a covenant renewed. And hope opens up in sweat and tears. And we miss it. I miss it. I could not keep watch with you one hour. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We will link to Maggie in the show notes and all the other things we've talked about. Hope you give some consideration to prayer and prayerfulness as you go throughout your day today and this week. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.